Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Interesting case out of Hollywood, as we say, California, having to do with the movies. And, and you know, it's interesting because I think a lot of people would have assumed this to be the case. It just depends on how far you take it. But several people sent me a story about Anna DeArmas fans. She's an actress. Fans of hers sued Universal over a misleading movie trailer. A misleading movie trailer. Now, we've all seen movie trailers, and we all know that they pick the best parts of the movie to show us. So they show you a 60-second trailer. It's got 58 seconds of just explosions and car chases and sexy people and, and witty dialogue. Boom! Coming in September. And you go watch the movie, and the movie's kind of a letdown. Well, the argument here is that the movie trailer suggested that Anna DeArmas was in this movie. <laughs> Turns out she didn't survive the cutting room. And that often happens where major portions of films are removed along the way to make the film proper running time. Okay? And I've heard stories about entire characters cut, scenes cut, storylines cut, all kinds of stuff. And apparently she was cut from the film entirely. But somehow she made the trailer. So a couple of guys who rented the movie said, hey, I had a right to expect that she'd be in the movie because she was in the trailer. And the studio made the argument that no, a trailer is just some sort of advertisement, but it's not the kind of advertisement we can be held to, which is an absurd argument, but we'll get there. Christine Samra wrote this for KTLA, I believe it's Channel 5 in Los Angeles, uh, if you don't like a movie after seeing a trailer, you might be able to sue, but that's a stretch. That is not what the court said. So, federal judge ruled on Tuesday that movie studios can be slapped with a lawsuit under false advertising laws for misleading movie trailers. And the question is, how misleading is the trailer? Because, Like I said, first of all, a trailer might be 60 seconds of highlights. And you go watch a two-hour movie and it wasn't all highlights. Obviously, you can't sue because that's what a trailer is. However, this stemmed from a case involving a couple of Anna DeArmas fans who filed a lawsuit against Universal in January. They say they rented the film yesterday, which came out in 2019, and they said they wanted to see that actress, and they watched the entire movie and never saw her. Never saw her. And it turns out that her scenes were cut out completely. Now, the plaintiffs... Uh, are from Maryland and San Diego counties. These two guys don't know each other. But they each paid $3.99 to rent yesterday on Amazon Prime. They sued the studio in a class action lawsuit for $5 million, according to Variety. Now, I'm going to talk about Variety's article in a second also, because they contain different facts in this article here. But I wanted to get the whole story out. Universal Studios asked a judge to throw the lawsuit out saying that the trailers are protected under the First Amendment. <laughs> now, this is the kind of thing where if I was the studio head and my lawyer said, we want to argue and say that this is a First Amendment issue, I'd go, um, are you really suggesting that as long as the trailer doesn't cry fire, you can say anything you want in the trailer? Obviously, trailers are commercials. They're ads for the movie. They are. And so there are laws about advertising and commercials. I mean, that's just, that's just crazy. So the 
Attorneys to the studios argued that the trailers are protected under the First Amendment, (laughs) but the U.S. District Judge ruled that the fans can proceed. And he wrote, Universal is correct that trailers involve some creativity and editorial discretion, but this creativity does not outweigh the commercial nature of a trailer. Because if they were simply allowed to be creative and have editorial discretion to say anything they wanted, they could obviously put out a trailer that has nothing to do with the movie. I mean, DeArmas' scene on the cutting room floor showed her as the love interest of Himesh Patel's character. They were set to have met on the set of James Corden's talk show, where he would have wooed her by singing the famous Beatles song, Yesterday. Of course, the movie's called Yesterday. And it's, it's a cute movie. I saw it. Uh, I've only seen it once. But it's, it's a decent movie. However, the screenwriter explained that the scene in which she was in was cut later because he thought the audience did not like the fact that the subject guy in the movie would have strayed from his love interest, who was another woman. And I'm not sure how many people really understand this, but when they shoot a movie in Hollywood, they will routinely get a rough cut of the movie and then go find a couple hundred people. And I know because I've done this twice. I've been walking through a mall in Pasadena and had a woman walk up to me and say, excuse me, do you like movies? I'm going, that's the weirdest pickup line ever. And uh, she goes, well, I work for, and she works for a studio. It's actually a marketing company. And she goes, and we're working, uh, uh, getting together a test screening of this movie. Would you like to see the movie for free? In exchange for seeing the movie for free, you're going to be asked to answer questions on a questionnaire after the movie's over. So then you go to a theater, you watch the movie, and before the movie, somebody gets up and says a few words. After the movie, they hand out questionnaires and pencils, and you fill these things out, and you hand them, and you leave. And um, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. It was a Dabney Coleman film. But the one I saw wasn't that good. (laughs) It was not that good. And I remember making comments about it. And somebody called me. And they said, well, you wanted to ask you some questions and follow up on the comments you made about the movie. And so what they do is they will, number one, just pay attention to which scenes people laugh at or how people respond to certain times in the movie. Occasionally... The stars themselves will actually sneak in and watch the audience, but that's, I think, more often than not something that you see in the movies. But they then will tabulate all of the reactions and then try to figure out what people really felt about the film. And so if people said, I didn't like that scene, that scene bothered me, they might look at it and go, hey, a whole bunch of people said they didn't like this scene. Let's cut it. And now they might cut it and then retest the film, or they might just cut it and go, you know something, I like the film better now too. So the implication here is that it goes, the audience did not like the fact. Uh, Audience saw the movie, and some of them were apparently perturbed that why is this guy, because the guy in the movie that we're talking about here, his character, despite the fact he's pulling a little bit of a skim that the audience knows about, he's genuinely... A decent guy. And so if he's a decent guy and he's going after this decent girl, would he really be distracted by somebody else? So apparently people thought, no, that, that, that made no sense. So they do that kind of stuff all the time. Experts say the judge's decision means that this could possibly open the door to all kinds of legal issues for the studios when it comes to false advertising. Well, with creative attorneys who file lawsuits over anything, maybe. But 
you can make the argument quite clearly that the trailer that shows a woman in the film is suggesting that the woman is in the film. If she's not in the film, then you've got a disconnect between the trailer and the film. What if she'd been in one scene? Boom, you're probably good. The case can now reportedly move forward into the discovery phase and a motion for class certification. Now, that's the KTLA version of the story. I also got varieties with Gene Matos. Universal argued that the trailers are commercial speech, but they said that if that's true, it would open the door to a parade of lawsuits from dissatisfied filmgoers making subjective claims that the film did not live up to their expectations. The judge sought to address that concern, saying the false advertising law applies only when a significant portion of reasonable consumers could be misled. And this is the quote, the court's holding is limited to representations as to whether an actress or scene is in the movie and nothing else. So he said it was plausible that viewers would expect that actress to be in the film when she was in the trailer. And that logically makes sense, right? So she was originally intended to appear as a love interest for the film's protagonist, played by Himesh Patel. Patel's character was to have met her on the set of a talk show where he would serenade her with the Beatles song, Something. Now, here, KTLA says it was going to be the Beatles song, Yesterday. (laughs) So we have a conflict between these two stories on an extremely unimportant part. Richard Curtis, a screenwriter, explained that Demar Armas was cut because the audience didn't like the idea of Patel's character straying from his primary love interest, played by Lily James. So this does not mean that you can go to the movies, see a, a trailer, go, okay, and then go see the movie and go, you know, movie didn't live up to the trailer, I'm going to sue. I mean, you can file the lawsuit, but it'll get thrown out. Unless you can say the trailer made a specific promise to me that the movie didn't live up to. And what kind of specific promise might that be? Well, the fact that an actor or actress is included, because there are some people out there who like particular actresses and actors. So I like Jake Gyllenhaal movies, okay? I like John Cusack films. So if I went and saw a trailer that showed Jake Gyllenhaal and John Cusack frantically trying to defuse a bomb, and they said, coming in September, 60 Minutes to Horror, with John Cusack and Jake Gyllenhaal. And I go and watch it and those two guys aren't in the movie. <laughs> I might follow that suit myself. But you see how limited this is. Because simply saying, well, the trailer was exciting and the movie wasn't. Uh, welcome to the real world. And so I think here the lesson is, and this is what all studios will do going forward. When you cut the trailer, cut it from the actual film. Don't pick stuff up off the floor and put that in the trailer. Cut the trailer from the film, you should be good. You should be good if you used actual slices of the actual film. Which, by the way, many of you are now realizing, oh, wait, what he's saying there makes complete sense. The trailer for the film should come from the actual film. Boom. So this ruling makes sense. It's not going to open up the floodgates like these guys suggest. Although I suspect some people will push it just to see how far they can go. And apparently, there have been films out there 
where the trailers included a lot of film that was not in the original movie. And in one of the versions of this story that I read, apparently Jurassic Park, or one of the Jurassic Park franchise, had a trailer that included a lot of footage not from the film. But the film was basically a bunch of stuff like what was in the trailer, and it's unclear why they used that stuff in the trailer instead of stuff in the film. But going forward, like I said, if I was the attorney for the studio, that's what I tell them to do. I say, guys, from now on, if it's going in the trailer, it's got to come from the film. And I'm surprised they got to tell you that, because that seems to make sense. So there you go. Scott and Scott both sent this to me. Juan, Bill, Alan, Doug, Jason, and Caleb. Caleb got in right under the wire. My West Coast correspondent. <laughs> KTLA and Variety. KTLA's version was written by Christian Samra. And a Variety's version by Gene Matos. Anna DeArmas fans sue Universal over misleading movie trailer. And that case can proceed. Questions or comments, put them below. I'll just talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Happiness is meeting an old friend you haven't seen for years and picking up where you left off.